When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm so scared. I wish I had a ham sandwich to calm my nerves. Yeah. We gotta, like, find a place to hide. Where you going, fuzzy face? Back to the <laughs> That's what I was afraid of. Oh, wait for me. are tuned in to the greatest 80s experience on earth. This is the one and only Back to the 80s radio show that brings the nostalgia through the memories that made that decade so freaking awesome. Don't forget that we are here every single Friday and you can hear all the music that we play if you listen only to khits925.com at 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you want to hear a song on the show and get a shout out, let us know and send us a direct message via our Facebook page. Now, as always, we cannot, we should not, we must not, and will not do this show alone. Because with us is a man who currently has been singing cover songs from Culture Club on the weekends. I'll tumble for you. But here on the Back to the 80s radio show, we call him the ever wondrous and lustrous. Chang. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, let us all hop the top on another great show. How is everybody doing this evening? And yes, it is always a joy, a joy that you can only get from receiving a gift. And the gift from the great spirit to me is sitting side by side with the greatest Italian since Chef Boyardee and the guy that created That's right. dish pizza, whoever you are, Toscano. It's always good to see you, my brother. You know, it's it, great it's, to be back. We missed yes, a couple of weeks, and we want to apologize to everybody. Holidays. But, 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 well, that's one. But number two is I got the famous Omicron, and that treated me very, very bad. But luckily, we are back here, back to stay. We are healthier than ever, taking those supplements and everything that you need to get better. So uh, I just appreciate your guys' support of the show. Regardless if Toscano and Chang are not on the air, you guys have been faithful, been listening to the programs, and it's been great. We recently introduced the 80s album of the week that we are going to be playing here. But in addition to that, stay tuned because next week the Chang will launch his Banging with the Chang show every Saturday from 7 p.m. Pacific on so he's going to go into late night so you want to stick around and listen to everything that chang wants to talk about about the 80s especially about the music of that era so you don't want to miss that you also don't want to miss today's show because we are traveling back in time to talk and listen to some of the best pop rock music that has ever been recorded so come on let's go 
back to the 80s. We're going to be right back and talk about the pop rock era. Hey, check out these stars in their first major movie. Sheila E., Run DMC, The Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, and a special performance by New Edition in Crush Groove. It's a film about dreams, desires, and the determination to make it to the top. Crush Groove, written by Ralph Farquhar, directed by Michael Schultz. Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parents. Opens tomorrow, National Westwood Man's Chinese Hollywood and at theaters and drive-ins near you from Warner Brothers. This is a trick. Listen to the decade of decadence right here. Back, back to the 80s. All right, welcome back, all you cats and kitties, 80s ladies and everything in between. You are listening to Toscano and Chang right here at Back to the 80s Radio. We are pretty much giving you a high hard one and a hint of our topic tonight. We are going to get a little bit uh, personal. But please, ladies and gentlemen, feisty. We are not going to. Uh, we're not going to get uh, over the counter and throw gloves. We may. We may have a toe wrestling match to see who really is the stronger one in this category. But enough about that. Now, Toscano, my brother, my partner in crime, the driver of the Back to the Eighties, Back to the Future vehicle. Of course, you always drive. Yep. Of course, you were. I drive because I am the better driver. No, you drive because you were at one time in law enforcement. You look like that a police correct. officer. If we were to get pulled over somewhere in the sky, <laughs> they would ask me, do you have any warrants? Have you been in prison? Is your license? All right. Suspended? So I got to clear something please, out. Please do. Just for a disclaimer, I was never in law enforcement per se. I worked for three letter agencies that cannot be named. Now, That's all I can tell you. Toscano, what song comes to my mind when you say that? Name the band. Lies, lies, lies. Yeah. Now that we are going to kick off the show and talk about pop rock, there was a huge increase in the use of digital recording, the use of synthesizers associated with pop music and electronic genres. But let me let me give you a little side note as we get this show kicked off. There was a survey conducted by the Digital Broadcaster Music Choice Group it's a long name, I know, which polled over 100,000 people since the start of this poll in 2010. And the poll revealed that the 1980s was the most favored music decade of the last 50 years, my friend. Wow. How do you like that? Right on. Right on to the 80s. I love it. I love it. Right on to our decade. Damn straight. Damn straight. We know more than everybody else. You know, regardless of what the, the new generation is bringing, people will always go back to the 80s music and before because yeah. music makes yeah. that imprint in your soul. Uh, so 80s and before that imprint on your soul was made. Except if you grew up in the era of the doo-wop. Motown. Uh, we can never forget about that. Well, that's why I said 80s and before. Right. So 80s, 70s, 60s, 50s. Those were times when music was just ingrained and made an actual difference. Life-changing, life-altering music. It And it was, you know, the 80s, now that we're talking about the 80s, it saw the rise of music giants. And today we're going to be talking about pop rock music. And there's a lot of different bands and artists that are included in the pop rock genre that, by the way, that you're not going to believe. Chang, if you were to ask me, what do you think of when you hear pop rock? I'm going to name bands, uh, for example, like 
Huey Lewis in the news. I'm going to name bands uh, such as Bruce Springsteen and the E Street Band. But I would never think of other groups and artists that we're going to mention here tonight. It saw the rise of music giants such as Michael Jackson, Prince, Madonna, Whitney Houston. And even though my partner in radio crime hates to admit it, MTV was launching and relaunching careers of those bands and artists that came even from decades past and created a way for artists to reinvent themselves in the midst of a new musical revolution. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. The applause is much appreciated. Disappointing. Well, today we're going to be talking about some bands that are both in the rock pop genre and bands that you didn't know were in the rock pop genre. We're going to be kind of going back and forth between Chang, between Chang and myself nowadays with things so screwed up in society, Chang. I think there's no better time than now to make people smile, to make people know something new about music. And as you've told us before on the show many times, music is one of those things in the universe that can unite a people. I will, uh, I will swear by that. When my eyes close, as a matter of fact, I have uh, told my children, if there is anything that anyone is going to say, I please, please urge everybody. I was me all the time. I never pretended, but everything I did to make people laugh was for one reason, to make people, somebody feel better than they did the first time they met me. Because at a glimpse, life changes. Things can go to shit. Uh, things can go great. Uh, you know, we could win, we could lose, but at those times, it's always a little bit more sugar in the sweetening of the beverage. If there's a little bit of a chuckle, we're glad that you joined us today. And we want to give a special shout out. If you're listening for the very first time and a very special shout out, if you're listening to us from the university of Utah, thank you guys for listening to us. Everybody in New York from the Bronx and Brooklyn, Thank you for listening to us here in Southern California. We love our hometown, of course. Texas, we love you. Texas, you have been supporting our show, listening to us, and uh, uh, Florida as well. Every every state in our United States, we love you, and outside as well. Uh, Central South America, Mexico, Canada, and beyond. I mean, the Middle East, uh, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and you want you know what? Even the islands in the Caribbean have been listening to the show here. So we want to give you guys a special shout out for making us the number one eighties radio show on earth. You know what, Toscana would be a beautiful thing if we could do a show live from the Caribbean islands and Oh, please, send us a ticket and we'll anyone, be there. We'll please send us yes, a, please. a ticket but as we pay <laughs> so much attention and hard work to our show as we sit on these shores and sip cocktails true toscano yes very true and indulging in everything we can from lobsters <laughs> to coronas especially because we don't really get any of that uh on on no. a daily huh. basis but uh no bologna sandwiches yes there are some bands on our lists to, today that you may not prefer but the bottom line is, wait a minute, were, time out, wait, back oh, up. Oh, here we well, go. No, no, you see, wait a minute, here back we go. Up Every because, time I'm going to make an important point, 
You come up with your hate. No, no, wait a minute. Here, listen to me, Johnny Cochran. Uh, oh, the, glo brother. the glove does fit. Now, back up. Yes. Right away, Go ahead, Judge leave. Judy. Ooh, Judge Judy. Now, that's a good one. That is a good one, Johnny Cochran. It's a good one. Yeah. Uh, now, you, I almost lost my train of thought, but no, I am back on track because right. I am it's always running full steam ahead. As to you opening the show, yeah. already directing our beautiful listeners yeah. to the negative train to where subconsciously you are already persuading them no, to think here no, he don't, don't wait, put please. that no. you see here Come we go on. here wait we go wait a am i doing a radio show with a trump's illegitimate child <laughs> what's going on in the dojo please please if we were in a court of yeah. law you would have to either say objection true but there's no <sighs> judge to hear you so you have to you have to just wait until i finish all right. Pour yourself a nice, cool shot. Yeah. Light up a stogie and just listen to my point. Please. All right. Go ahead. Right. My God. It's like it's like being in court with the dream team of OJ. And OJ's just sitting there. Who wants a signed jersey? You're looking for who wants a signed uh, booty sock with no ball. Uh, uh, he's already giving you hate. All right. So let's talk about the bands today that made the 80s so great. Objection. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't give me a chat. Let's talk about the bands that made the <laughs> 80s so great. And talking about those bands that were involved okay. in the rock pop genre. This first band that I want to talk about is probably in my, I want to say my top three bands of all time. I'm talking this this band. That you like or, or you don't this like? This band I put probably on par, and I, I'm going to dare to say this, with my favorite band of all time that I'm sure we'll mention later on in the show. Oh, but son <laughs> of a bitch! The band that I am talking about is Toto. Are you asking me about what my opinion is of Toto? Or, please, you know what? We're not playing the game yet, so I agree with you on Toto. That is a great band. Why do you think they're a great band? And then I'll tell you why I agree with you and why I think they're a great band. Because that is a band that I do enjoy. First of all, oh. Toto was a band that was formed in the 70s, in 77. Right. I also love Toto because it was formed in L.A. Mm. And it consisted mm. of Steve Lukather, who played the guitars mm. and, and did vocals. David mm. Pike, which did keyboards and vocals. Joseph Williams on vocals as well. As touring mm. with musicians such as John Pierce, who played the bass, and Robert Sput Seawright who was on the drums, and Dominique Xavier Taplin on keyboards and vocals. So throughout the years, Toto was a, is, is a band that has been through many musicians for different reasons. But mm -hmm. the, the top three guys in Toto, the three guys that started everything, well, the four, but the drummer died, unfortunately, not too long yes. ago. Uh, but the top three guys that, that still remain um, have been with Toto for a long time. They have produced songs that will go down as staples of not only 80s music, but staples of music that hits the heart, hits the mind, hits the soul. Music that has been revered by critics all around the world as being uh, works of art. So Toto is a band that just will remain for uh, for the rest of 
history. You, you know what? I agree with you. And being from Van Nuys, California, uh, Toto always seemed like such a professional, uh, uh, intelligent band. Uh, they were to me kind of like uh, Los Angeles's Chicago. Uh, where they uh, utilize different sounds, different instruments, uh, different singers. Uh, you, uh, there was always a different vibration to every album. Uh, you know, although Chicago was there a lot uh, before uh, Toto, and they too suffered the loss of their guitar player, uh, but who was their founding lead singer at the time of the 70s with Chicago. Toto, uh, I remember when the uh, uh, the loss of their drummer occurred, and they went off uh, off into their own hiatus for a bit. And when they came back, uh, they were just as professional uh, and just as I thought as tight. But somewhere from the uh, their their earlier music to what I heard after that sounded a little different. And I'll always go and I will always say that in my here in, in my we in go. my now wait here we I've go. always thought this in my own mind. Every time a band suffers a loss in any form or whatever magnitude and a new individual comes into the band, that original sound will never be the same or duplicated. It's a different vibration. There's a break in the circuit. This is now a new circuit that is getting tied in to the control board, your panel board to to relight that electricity. So it's a little bit stronger, maybe not as strong, but it's going to take it a while till it merges into the whole wire and becomes a solid circuit. If if you understand where I'm coming from, ladies and gentlemen, and you, I'm not well, hating. I mean, I look I'm merely pointing a, out a, a, a bottom uh, line, an analogy of my ear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your analogy is an analogy of hate. Thank you. Specifically, I with Toto. Toto is one of those bands. <laughs> Toto is one of those bands that has remained pretty faithful to the original sound yes. until today. Yes. You know, from Steve Lukather and Randy Goodrum, Wizard of Oz, uh, writing songs, writing songs such as the one that I want to play for you guys tonight. This is "I'll Be Over You" on the one and only Back to the Eighties Radio. Some.
the 80s radio that was I'll Be Over You from the one and only Toto 1986 wow now after a song like that man look you can hear any music you want Chang but after you hear this song that we just heard man you you are in a state of bliss a musical bliss and that was brought to us by the one and only Toto. If you've just joined us for the very first time, we are going back and forth with Chang talking about rock pop bands and songs of the 80s. Both the hate goes back and forth. If you want to drop us a note here, you can do so going to our Facebook fan page and dropping us a direct message. In the meantime, Chang, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Oh. Okay. To come back hard okay. at me. No, I don't. I, okay, I don't want. I don't want you to be the good. I don't want you to be the good Mickey Mouse angel, and I'm the devil Mickey Mouse Goofy. No, but it was. I, I refer to myself. I said, "There's hate going back and forth." Anyway, bro. Now here is a band that I I loved. I grew up listening to. As a matter of fact, one of the first hard rock albums. That had. Wait a second. I'm sorry to interrupt you, real quick. Did you say you loved this band? Yes, I loved them. I loved them. That means, okay, that means I'm going to hate it. Anyway, go ahead. Wow, you see, you see, Italian mafia. <laughs> uh, I want to know, as soon as I, I mentioned that there would be something you hate, you put a Colt 45, I don't know from what era, all chrome on the top of, of yes. uh, your desk. What's up with that? It's here. Wow. And well, it's here just to, to caress for me to let you know that uh, oh, I love good music. You would. Italians, I tell you, packing lead everywhere. If you're not eating pasta, you're I shooting somebody. Son I follow by bitch. example. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> now, anyway, here's a band that I, I grew up loving. That is Aerosmith. My sister uh, bought their albums and I started listening to them. I mean, way before my teens, my brother. I mean, from their albums of Toys in the Attic, Rocks. All the way through the 80s, this band was epic, hard rock, acid rock, classified later as classic rock. But no, raw, ruthless, hard rock blues. We're going to get effed up. We're going to get in some fights. We're going to do some crazy stuff, rock and roll. I was kicked in the knees, kicked in the nuts, 
smacked in the back of the head in the 1980s when this band that I adored came out with some of the music that they did. Now, Toscano, do you not love Aerosmith from my era or do you enjoy and love them in the 80s when you were uh, wearing uh, penny loafers? Uh, maybe I had the Don, the Don Johnson long <laughs> yeah, and hair. creepers. Uh, you were wearing maybe a cure baseball shirt that you thought looked like a cool rush shirt. I don't know. No, no. Let me tell you this. I love Aerosmith. Okay. I don't know if you knew this, but Aerosmith is the best-selling American hard rock band of all time. They have sold more than 150 million records worldwide, including yes, over 85 million records only in the United States. They had 25 gold, 18 platinum, and 12 multi-platinum albums. Mm -hmm. I mean, they hold a record for the most total certifications by an American group and are tied for the most platinum albums by any American group. How do you like that? I would say they are America's uh, Led Zeppelin. I mean, straight out of Boston. I mean, and these cats never change. It's the same band when they started. Yeah, guys dropped off because they were getting loaded. It's always been uh, the ever so sexy Steven Tyler, Joe Perry, sizzling Tom Hamilton with bangs and no bangs, always carrying it tough. Joey Kramer and Brad Whitford. These guys stay tight. The same band, very similar to another band we're going to talk about later. And I'll mention them now. Def Leppard. Ah, your favorite you know, band. Yes. Whether or not their music style changed, they stay true to the same lineup. Great band. There. Aerosmith to me. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of their 80s music. A lot of it. I wasn't going to crank in my truck. I wasn't going to headbang. Uh, it wasn't going to make me have a whiskey shot or whoever's enjoying that music. Why? It was Aerosmith catchy stuff they always kept that kind of blues whether it went poppy or it was hard ass kicking rock right you can agree or you don't everybody out there get enlightened with <clears throat> go and, and download some of aerosmith's older stuff off the albums i mentioned they're gonna blow you away they're like the early day guns and roses there i said. i want to take this moment and say chang you've hit the nail right on the head and agree with you 100 percent Everything you've said is right on, right on the right dot. On. Aerosmith is one of those bands that I absolutely love. And you know what, Chang? Back in Freaking the awesome, 80s dude. when they were making this music, they had no idea, along with any other 80s band, but they had no idea no. that their music was way ahead of their time. It is just exactly. as relevant today as it was in the 80s. You nailed it on uh, on the head right there. I mean... Uh, you know, so you know what? Let's leave the listeners with something from the 80s off of the album When Lightning Strikes. You are listening to Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang, and we are talking rock and roll pop or not. See you in a bit.
When lightning strikes, that was Aerosmith, and you have been stricken by Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chad, on another fun-filled discussion of beautiful 80s music. And we are throwing stones and showing the big boners right here about some of the more uh, great rock and roll bands that went a little bit pop, whether it be a song or a look. Toscano, what can I tell you? about that band i mean that's a great band even the 80s stuff was cool you know well, what let, I'm let me ask you a question Chang. let me sure. ask you because i noticed that you always talk down when the band turns popish can you explain to everybody listening th- what is popish oh, sh- in your shit. point of view i started dancing like axel rose yeah yeah you did Whew, I've been uh, what you consider to be popish and why is it that you you the chang don't like it when a band goes popular mainstream. Now, here is my definition of popular mainstream. I understand the popular mainstream is that of the exact title, popular mainstream, what people like, what is catchy. What I don't like about certain rock bands where they go and they change their music to fit what is pop culture just to fit in. And I understand that everyone needs to make a buck. And I understand that sometimes record contracts hold you to a certain degree of what they want. And that is the essence of what is sad in the radio business today as we've seen a transition from what we grew up with. Set aside. What I don't like about a certain band going pop is this. I have no problem with their music or their, uh, yeah, their music being applauded or noticed or risen above. But I do not like when a band changes how they look, the type of a material they put out just for the almighty dollar or somebody else's almighty dollar. I don't like the, the flashy video who looks good on camera type of pop music i don't like when a band such as aerosmith uh such as when they've categorized in excess genesis rush uh i can't even uh digest when they uh categorize a band such as uh, uh journey uh, to a certain degree as pop their music got played more pop and yes they are the iconic resemblance of what i don't like a pop about pop they were a great band Prior to Stephen Perry, even more excellent vocal-wise, musical-wise, emotional-wise. No, they were not better without Stephen Perry. No, I didn't say that. I said they were even better from the first form with Greg Raleigh and uh, Neil Sean, who created Journey from Santana. When they added Steve Perry, they went a, a, a notch high. They higher. They were a better band. He brought out vocally everything musically they did with instruments, he could match it vocally. His vocals, his emotions could take the band higher or lower, almost like an orchestra. But yet, a lot of the content kind of went on teen love, love, a lot of soft emotions. So, of course, they categorized into pop music. Why? Because people wanted to hear that in elevators, at work, on oh dates, out in public. Oh, my gosh. So when How you, are you going to say that pop, Journey brings music to elevators? Come on. 
They weren't an elevator oh, music band. Man. You know what? You, oh, you needed to gosh. be in more elevators than you probably were. I was in plenty of elevators, believe me. You were in cubicles, you. and you were looking at people's backgrounds in the law enforcement. You don't listen to Journey <laughs> when you're in the law enforcement. I was listening you to listen Journey to, back in the you 80s. You listened to Chicago. Uh, you I was listen, listening to Chicago as well. You listened to Whitney Houston hits. Yes. Please. Yes. We're talking about rock music. Oh, my music. gosh. Ladies Journey, and gentlemen, I want Journey to present to you Leopard the chain. Two of the biggest rock bands that changed from being a good rock band to a pop rock band. Let's so, so let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Okay, and play love songs. Okay, let me get this the straight. Love man. of God. First of all, Journey did not change the way they dressed. Secondly, are you trying to say I said definitely that just because a band goes yes, mainstream and popular? That's it. They're over. They changed automatically. No, I didn't. Why say that. don't? No, no, why no, can't no, you no, think no, no. I didn't. The one say who that. has changed twisting is you. My words. You, you are the one my words who like is bringing the, the hate. Joint. Jesus, <laughs> you're bringing the hate. That's all my I can brother, tell you. You are receiving my words of wisdom as hate because you are twisting my words as if I was twisting a fat joint as I sit in the radio dojo and tell you, please, please, please. Understand the rage, not the hate. All right. That these certain bands change right. their musical fame and their musical rise to fit what is a popular popular audience for a little bit more money rather than stay. Well, they had to. They had to make well, money. They had to make more money. Objection, Your Honor. This individual is not letting me speak my case. <laughs> you can continue. Toscano, overruled. Now. All right, go now, ahead. Jesus. Order the court. Sammy Davis, sit down. Stop playing marbles with your eyes. Now, Toscano, please let me get back to my point. You're making me drink more alcohol and forgetting go ahead. my stance. You're like the you're like the National Enquirer. <laughs> you remind me of the National Enquirer. You 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 say all these things and you 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 take up all these columns to write your little essay, but in re, in, in reality it's all a bunch of crap. You are no more fun to play with as a barrel of monkeys with one arm. Anyway, my point before I was slayed before the court and all our beautiful listeners, my point is that when a band does have the tendency to go pop, depending on the nucleus of the band and the heart of the band, is up to them whether they were go back to the golden grime and the raw emotion and musical vibe that they once had when they started on their venture to be a rock band. Popularity is everybody's dream. Money is everybody's goal in the business. But when you sell your soul for rock and roll, there is no way that you are going to obtain the gracious goal of being a great, in essence, rock band. A great rock band does not go pop. Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, Judas Priest, Iron Maiden. Right. Okay. okay. No, they didn't. No. Those bands are living right. way above right. the main. They stay poor. Is that what you're trying to say? You can. They, they kind stay of poor say and unpopular. Holy criminal! Okay. Oh. 
Oh, Peter Bob. That's my point. There's a lot of great rock bands that did not need to go pop. Here's a rock band I'm going to throw at you that I kind of got angry because they are categorized as pop. Queen, the greatest freaking right. rock band, I believe, of their era, the greatest vocalist of all time, the smartest band, all time Queen. Yes, some of their songs did yes. go pop. Me too. And I'm with we you. Go. Here we go. Because of MTV. MTV created yes. pop music. Music changed in rock and roll. People wanted to look good, wow. sound good, make videos, bring in money, wear flashy clothes, nice hair, and forgot about the times they wrote these songs, loaded on their ass, heartbroken, no freaking money, and doing it just to fill a pub or a bar and make people rock their freaking socks off. When you go pop, there is no stop to forgetting where you came from. Boo! Yeah. Back to the 80s radio. We're going to be right back with more banter, more love, but specifically more hate from the chain. Nobody has the movie I want. Hey, if it's on video, Blockbuster probably has it. I mean, we have over 10,000 videos. Wow. I'll watch these fast and have them back tomorrow, I promise. Relax. At Blockbuster, you can keep your videos for three evenings, so take home plenty. And, and use our 24-hour quick drop. Do you have any children's videos? Sure. Blockbuster's America's family video store. You know, we have more kids' videos than any place else. Hey, more movies, more nights, more fun. Blockbuster Video. Wow. What a difference. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You can dispense with the pleasantries. You're listening to Toscano and Chang. You don't know the power of Back to the 80s. Back to the 80s radio. A lot of us did not listen to side two of different albums. Do you remember there was a lot of people that didn't? They would just listen to the to the hit song that was on the radio of that album. But in this case, for example, with with Queen on this album, The Game, side two included songs like Rocket by uh, Roger Taylor as a writer. Don't Try Suicide. That was Freddie Mercury writing it. Sail Away, Sweet Sister, Coming Soon, and Save Me by uh, May. So we're talking, this had great songs, side A and side B. And unfortunately, a lot of people, and especially today, Cheng, the majority of people, and I'm going to say from our era, the millennials and Generation Z, do not listen to complete albums. What they do is they choose different songs and create playlists, but in fact, do not listen to the entire albums. And that's cheating, not the artist alone, but it's also cheating themselves from receiving the greatness, the other lyrics, the other musical masterpieces that these artists had in mind. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree with you. I'm glad that you brought that point up. I look at it as the dare to be different. Uh, you know, not everybody uh, 
gets in touch with music as deep as others. Uh, you know, we've talked on many occasions. I was brought up with music, you know, in the 70s. I was born in 1965. Uh, you know, I grew up with everything from Elvis Presley, Frank Sinatra to The Temptations to Otis Redding uh, to The Commodores, Linda Ronstadt, uh, Vicente Fernandez, uh, Jose Feliciano, all the way into Three Dog Night, Led Zeppelin, Jimi Hendrix, uh, you know, uh, The Beatles. I was a Beatle baby. But the one thing that I uh, will always hold true to is it never even changed in the 80s. When you purchase an album, uh, a cassette, uh, hell, a CD, listen to the whole thing all the way through. Just don't listen to the songs that uh, put you familiar with the band. Open up your mind. Listen to the songs because their emotions, their feelings. And 99% of the time, when you listen to the whole album, there is something that's going to step out of that song. Do you not agree, bro? It's going to touch you emotionally. It's going to touch you spiritually. And, and, and it enlightens you. It informs you. It uh, betters you. Kind of uh, gives you, uh, 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 you know, a, a relevation. Whoa! Somebody else feels like that. So you have to do that. And that's how uh, we only create a bigger uh, music uh, entertainment kind of world where we can open up radio again. You know, it's more than a download. Don't download a song. Download the whole album. Get in touch with the album because you're robbing yourself, as you said, spiritually. You're robbing yourself of getting great music. You're robbing that artist of being smothered rather than expanding. So it's only a beautiful thing. If you crack the whole thing on, it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like opening a book. You're not just going to read one page or one chapter to get the justification of the story. You got to read the whole freaking thing. You got to feel the whole thing. You got to visualize the whole thing to understand why you're a freaking reader and why you touched your intelligence and your emotional state. Same with music. Exactly. You want to get the feel of what. The writer of the songs intended what the poet and what the performer conveyed when he was reading those lyrics and saying them. I mean, this is music, ladies and gentlemen, fans of Back to the 80s. When we talk about music from the 80s, we're talking about music that was written, it was directed, it was mastered for the purpose of being contagious to a generation of, of people that needed to smile, to identify with the artist, to a generation that needed change. And change in this case came from the revolution of music. You were listening to Back to the 80s with Toscano and Chang and seeing that we are talking about pop rock and a band that we both totally enjoy and all of you love. We're going to take you out with one more song of the legendary greatest rock and roll band, Queen. And this is off the album, The Works. And this is Radio Gaga. You are getting banged by Toscano and Chang. Don't go nowhere. Coming right back for your soul.
Radio Gaga here on Back to the 80s Radio. We are back talking about rock, pop, and the rest of 80s music and why it was so popular and why it was so damn good. I want to talk about a band that is maybe not considered to be, let's say, 80s rock pop. However, it is a band that you personally may or may not like. I'm not sure. In 1983, they released a song that went number one, and I'm talking about none other than the band The Police. And the song is Every Breath You Take. Now, this was a band, Chang, that came in with a variation of musical infusion, and that was jazz, pop, rock, and the way that Sting, along with the rest of the members of the band, brought to us every breath you take. It became one of the biggest hits in history of music, even until today. This is a song that has not only been in movies, but it also has been covered by the most famous bands and artists. Very true. Now, first of all, yeah, bro, I had nothing but mad respect for the police. I mean, they were a kick-ass trio. There's so many kick-ass trios uh, in music that we can go into, especially from the 80s. We could probably do a whole show on kick-ass rock and roll musical trios of all time in the freaking 80s. I mean, but the police. The police, to me, was kind of a mod. I want to say maybe beginning of ska. Very much, I agree with you, jazz-influenced, uh, heavy, heavy intelligence of their musical uh, instrument, uh, how to carry tempos, timing. And I'm talking about, I mean, Jesus, you can't get any better than Stuart Copeland, one of the greatest jazz drummers, smartest drummers, I think, in his uh, realm, in his era, and his style of music. I would put Copeland in the school of... Uh, Keith Moon, uh, Buddy, uh, Buddy, uh, Buddy Rich. I would put him in there with, uh, of course, the legendary Charlie Watts of the Rolling Stones. Uh, anywhere that you have a jazz influence, Copeland was all over it. You have Sting, one of the greatest uh, uh, lyricists, vocalists, kind of tempo setting, even sexy style of lead men who could play the bass like a guitar and still harmonize and harmonize and such a different and, voice. Yeah. But you know what? You couldn't do it without Andy Summers. Uh, a, a lot of the guitarists, you know, right? A lot of uh, in, in individuals get lost behind other individuals. But Andy Summers, I mean, dude, that dude guys destroys the guitar. His licks are insane. But they get lost behind Sting's beauty, his lyrics, uh, you know, but they do carry yeah. the song. Very similar, I think, to like, I'll say maybe like a Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd is such a different trip. A lot of times the guitar gets lost in the wizardry and the mind fucking you're getting. I think the police also slip into that with Andy Summers. People forget about Andy Summers. There would be no police without Andy Freaking Summers, bro. And right, I mean, right. They came up from London in 77, but they didn't catch flight until the 80s. All that hard work, all that time together in the studio, in a freaking garage, working together, hanging together. Uh, you know what I mean? Playing instruments and, and just like putting your heads together. That 
becomes one force. The police were a great force. If the police were to ever get together again now, it would be a force that the musical industry would get mind fucked. They wouldn't understand. Let me give you a few facts from the police. They've sold over 75 million records, making them, of course, one of the best-selling bands of all time. They have won music awards all over the place, including six Grammy Awards, two British Awards, an MTV Music Award as well. The police were the highest-earning musicians in 2008. The Synchronicity album was alone a, a, an album of brilliance. I mean, how could you... Every, uh, every tempo in that album was heavy. Everything was so uh, precise, so jazz-oriented, you know? Murdered by numbers. Don't stand so close to me. Again, the essence of a great band, the essence of a lot of 80s music is it was from the heart, the lyrics, the music, everything was from the heart, personal experience. So you know what? We've done enough talking. Let's take our beautiful listeners all the way back to the 80s for a glimpse of the legendary three-piece phenomenal band from London. That's right. In 1977, the police off of synchronicity. It's murders by numbers. You are listening to Toscano and Chang right here at Back to the 80s Radio. Don't you go nowhere. We got more music, more mayhem, and more head-to-head competition. Once that you've decided on a killing First you make a stone of your heart And if you find that your hands are still willing Then you can turn a murder into art
You're listening to Back to the 80s. All right, you are grooving to the tunes right here of The Police, and that was Murder by Numbers, ABC123. Welcome back to the program, Toscano and Chang, right here at Back to the 80s Radio. And tonight we are bringing the first edition, the first rendition of a game we are going to play called Glam Bam or Neither, Sam. I'm going to give Toscano five bands, no description, no songs, and give his opinion in either of the three. He is allowed to define what, explain his decision, but it cannot go any longer than I want it to. Are you ready, uh, ladies and gentlemen, to partake in the game? Toscano, are you ready to take uh, the game on? Okay. Now, you, you, you know the rules, right? Do I need to go over the rules? You do not. I know the rules. Okay, because, yes, you're you're a very bad uh, lawyer. Oh, my gosh. All right, go ahead. I'm just saying. Are you ready? Yeah. Now, the first band out of my five I'm going to give to you is the band Bon Jovi. Yes. In 1983, this band from Sayreville, New Jersey, John Bon Jovi, David Bryan, Tico Torres, Phil X and bassist Hugh McDonald formed this band and created what their version and sound of rock and roll is. Do you think they are glam, bam, or neither Sam? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Bon Jovi is glam, bam. And the reason why is obvious. They were a glam metal band. They weren't exactly a metal band, but they weren't also a rock band. They were the pretty boys. They were indulged by many a young lady. And uh, they were a band that uh, wanted to, you know, they, they went up on stage with all the hairspray in the world and a little bit of eyeliner, not too overboard like the poison in such bands. But they were, they were of the glam band, so definitely. But I got to tell you this, Bon Jovi in the beginning, especially with Slippery When Wet, uh, phenomenal. Okay. Very, very, very well. I'm, I'm going to bring another band. I'm going to give you my first five, then you give me your five. You ready for this? Let's do it. Because I, I know there's no order in your court. You don't believe in the justice system. Whatever. Let's do it. Let's go. The love of Christ. Huey Lewis and the news. Glam, bam, or neither Sam? Neither Sam. I think they were a rock band. They weren't heavy. They were more inclined to the pop arena, but they had songs that were not pop. They weren't popular per se, but they still maintained the rock essence and familiarity with the same. So I loved Huey Lewis in the news. The cars. Glam, bam, or neither Sam. You know where I would take that. Yes. I'm going to say the cars was neither Sam. I agree 100%. Because once again, once again, as Huey Lewis and the news, these were performers that were strictly rock. They accidentally turned to pop because of MTV. But I got to tell you, the Cars were a band that maintained their integrity in rock. They didn't go overboard, but they also didn't go full mainstream. Even when they were mainstream, 
they still maintained their originality. Yes, perfect. Now, uh, also with the movie, uh, remember, uh, you know, uh, Rich Monhai, you remember uh, absolutely in stereo with Phoebe Cates uh, in the pool. So who can forget uh, Judge Reinhold, Jack and him, uh, Jack and his meat stick off in the toilet. Who could not forget that? that I mean, that song was epic moving in stereo. Correct. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That movie is my high school. I was a senior the same year that movie came out. I, bet, I agree with you. The Cars, you know, is one of my favorite bands. I think they're multi-talented. Two great lead singers. Sometimes you couldn't tell which from the other, but oh my God, they were a badass band. I remember the first time I got uh, the 8-track, Candio. Dude, I was floored. Are you ready for another band? I am ready. Hit you straight between the eyes. Heart. Glam, bam, or neither. Sam. Well, this is a more difficult one because even though I tend to lean towards. Don't let your penis. Don't let your penis. I tend to lean towards the. The latter one, right? Nothing, Sam. However, there is a bit of the glam in them. And the reason I say that is not only because of what their popularity sparked in the 80s through MTV, but because of MTV, they also had to adjust to what the public wanted, and that was more glammy. Now, I'll say this really quick before... uh... You, I, I bring out my other band to you, but I, I agree with everything you said about this band and even more. Heart to me is a female Led Zeppelin. Uh, both of them are so prov- provocative, so, uh, uh, I mean, standoutish. Uh, both sisters, Anne and Nancy, the vocals and the guitar, they match each other perfectly. They climb to the same heights and to the same lows because they're sisters. They're on the same wavelength, same emotion. Oh, but good God, you know, and the good, the other eye candy, which took them to the pop region. They're both very beautiful, gorgeous looking women. They represent rock and roll to the sexy essence. These two chicks look like sexy goddesses. They're the essence of rock and roll female version but yet they got thrown into the pop era because i believe of the almighty video the pop rock remember heart got uh, started getting played on uh soft music stations on fm you know uh, it, it was played in elevators uh, office music one of their most famous songs was what about love not right? only that i'm talking about these dreams that's when they started wearing uh, shiny blazers. Their hair got really high. The big shoulder pads. Yeah, the big shoulder pads. So uh, that's where I got to tell you, I stand strong. I'm sorry. Video did kill a certain amount of the heart and motion of the radio of star. rock and roll music. I'll say it. So I agree with you on heart, but I'm going to have to hate a bit because that's what I think. Here is the ever so poppy part with What About Love on the one and only Back to the 80s Radio.
Corazón, back to the 80s radio, Toscano Chang, and that was the ever-so-talented, ever-so-intellectual, great rock and roll band Heart and Nancy Wilson. Oh, those two chicks were like Robert Plant and Jimmy Page of their era. Now, Toscano, I've got, are you ready? One more band for you. One more. Okay, then you have to give me yours. I'm going to give you a band that is probably one of your most favorite bands. And I want you to give me your honest opinion if this band was glam, bam, or neither Sam and why. But this band is The Cure, erected out of 1976, launched 
into the 1980s and captivated many audiences with the, the sort of, I would think, woe is me, darker side of emotional existence. Where would you put them? Glam, bam, or neither, Sam? Uh, you know, with The Cure, I would more than anything, I would say neither, Sam. They would fit, in my opinion, more in the gothic rock post-punk and alternative rock and new wave even. In 1980, the band adopted a new, increasingly dark and tormented style, which uh, together with Robert Smith's stage look had a strong influence on the emerging genre of gothic rock, as well as the subculture that eventually formed around that particular genre. The Cure, I would say, is nothing close to glam or bam. I would say The Cure is one of those bands that is still remaining today as gothic rock. And I think that's a great a great genre for them. Gothic rock. Would you say they are transcending? They are definitely a band that transcends over the ages. With over 30 singles, they've sold over 30 million albums worldwide. And they continue to bring new stuff to the table. These are not bands that only get stuck on singing and playing old things. These are bands that are continuously evolving. And, but you know what? The Cure still maintains that same sound. They've never varied. So a lot of respect to Robert Smith and the band of The Cure. You know what? I admire your love. <clears throat> and believe me, I totally respect your definition. Oh, but, uh, brother. Anytime brother. that band comes on my taint hurts. I think of Tricycles and uh, Target when I see him on stage because I think he's going to set me up in a device and pull my body you know apart. What? You know what? And ride out on a tricycle and kill me. You know what? All this hate deserves the following. Deserves the following. From their album in 1989, their album Disintegration, this song saw the considerable success in the U.S. when it reached the number two position in October of 89 and became the band's only top 10 entry in the Billboard Top 100. This is Love Song by The Cure on Back to the 80s Radio. You heard it right there.
just heard Love Song here in Back to the 80s Radio. We are talking about pop rock and the different bands and music that we consider or not consider to be in the pop rock genre. And uh, we, before the break, we did take a look at The Cure, brought to us by the ever-wondrous Chang. Uh, this is a band that uh, has music that is still heard today in movies and is heard everywhere. This is a band that continuously reinvents itself with yet keeping their same sound. Just to let you guys know, The Cure was the very first band I ever saw in any concert before. Wow, you 1987. Were truly ripped off. Truly ripped off. Ni- no, I wasn't ripped off at all because my best friend and myself got led into the Los Angeles Forum oh, yes, by his girlfriend. The great they Western. let us in through the back door. And we went in. Wait, we chose you some went to seats. a Cure concert and got back door? Well, we okay. went in through the back door, yes. A side door, That's actually, here at the Forum. Oh, well, at the well, Forum at yeah. the Ingle, at, in Inglewood. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, we got free entrances, chose our seats. We were very close to the front row. And uh, we saw the Kiss Me, Kiss Me, Kiss Me tour by mm. Robert Smith and the Cure. Mm, I'm so glad I missed it. But I'm glad you had a great time. You missed a great concert, actually. Mm, okay. Okay. What year was that? 1987. Oh, you see, at that time I was doing, I was like raising a kid. Next. Now, I'm I, I'm ready for your uh, five bands that you are going to throw at me for our first edition of our Glam Bam, neither Sam, edition here at Back to the Age Radio. I think we should continue this game. You know what? I really like to tally up the victories because I think in my own mind right now, I we're okay. You keep saying that to yourself. Ah, uh, all right. Hmm. From nineteen, I'm one ahead of you. We'll just go with that. with your winning. last choice, right? From nineteen eighty four. This following band produced a song that is called I Want to Know What Love Is. The band is Foreigner. So my question to you, my friend, is Glam, Bam, or Neither Sam? Let's talk to us about oh, Foreigner. Uh, I will say Bam because I grew up, of course, I'm a bit older than you, with Foreigner. All right, why Bam? Uh, their earlier hits, Dirty White Boy, you know? Man, they were bad. Graham was the master. They were hardcore rock and roll. Something like a Joe Cocker uh, ass-kicking uh, band at first when they uh, first busted in uh, in the 70s. Then they went a bit soft. You know, and I'm talking about the 80s. You know, they were maybe going through some emotional, personal changes. I don't know. Maybe Peter Cetera, the leader of, of Chicago at that time told them they got to sing love songs to make it. I don't know, but something happened. And that band went from a hard rocking band to a band that you listen to on, uh, I'll say it, on the elevator. Uh, when you're going to see the proctologist, the gynecologist, uh, when you're going, the dentist. Wait a second. So are you trying to say that no rock band should make okay, any no, wait a minute ballads? Okay. Let's look at the definition of rock. 
Rock has many different uh, uh, definitions, numbers in the actual word rock, correct? But the true essence is, uh, is rock, hard, different, ass-kicking, stand up against the establishment, move your body, move some uh, people's mindset, make bodies move. See, this is exactly why I have told everybody that you are a hater. Brothers and sisters out there, please hit us at all our social media. Hit us everywhere and let us know if I myself am a little bit more correct on my outlook on the definition and essence of rock as to contemporary soft love rock. You are listening to Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chang, and we love you with a little bit of foreigner. I want to know what love is.
to the 80s radio, and I want to know what love is by Foreigner. Ah, reminds me of the days when Mike Sacklerides and Ted Zickenbush from Coast 103.5 FM here in Los Angeles used to bring us hits Uh-oh. like that. Chang, ballads like Mark, this. How, how about Mark and Kim? Mark and Kim as well, but anybody who played great ballads like this one. I mean, you cannot deny that Foreigner was a rock band to behold. I never said they were not. Yeah, you did. Let me reiterate my previous definition of what I, my speculation of rock really is. I never said they were not a true rock and roll band. I said they were the essence of a true gritty rock and roll, raw emotional band out of the 70s, hardcore, ass-kicking, raw emotion. They sing about getting their heart broken. They sing about being mad. What about this song? The song you just played is a ballad. It is of emotion, but more of a personal relationship type serenation of a song as opposed to a description of a feeling that brought you that emotion to sing that song in that magnitude. No, different kind of music. So it's not rock. Some call it soft rock. Some call it love rock. Some call it easy listening. Some call it suck rock. Some call it sellout. Some call it pop. All right, Chang. So here we go. I've got another band for you. And this band, I know, is not going to be one of your favorites. You have naked pictures of them? No, I don't. But you would love them. Oh, wow. And this is a band that, in my opinion, were, I mean, a fantastic rock band. They turned rock pop, however, still maintained their integrity of being a, a rock band. However, at the same time, I do find them to be a little overrated than what they really were. And I'm I'm talking about none other than Def Leppard. I felt a quiver in my... uh... Glam, bam, or none... I will go with glam and bam. Explain. Now, the reason I will go with glam and bam... Now, I totally dug this band when they first came out. I believe their first album was 79. Uh, and then they came out again with another smashing album. Now, I will say their first three albums, me being as young as I was, uh, I thought that Pyromania was rocking, but then it went pop because it was like they looked a certain way. Everybody could kind of sway that way. They kind of came up with a gimmick. You know, homeboy behind the drums wore uh, British flag shorts. You know, uh, Joe Elliott, he was uh, kind of looking to me like, uh, I would probably say the scarecrow looking hair in The Wizard of Oz. But yet uh, he had the kind of English charismatic way of like a Rod uh, Stewart kind of Mick Jagger. But in the 80s, it was like, wow, you know what I mean? The band had changed. You saw the transition between albums and band. The way I told you, the texture of a band changes when uh, an original musician leaves. 
No, what right. I noticed right. with Def Leppard, I liked them, their very first two albums. I went to their tour in High and Dry. But in that transition, before Pyromania, one guitar player was already out of the band, drugs and alcohol. You know, then another uh, guitar player uh, kind of was in and out. Then the lead guitar player, Steve Clark, later died from drugs and alcohol. So they brought in another guitar player, which brings in another vibe, another feeling, uh, another direction. So I felt that they totally changed. That's the way it goes. Nobody stays the same, but their musical content kind of cheapened in my eyes to where they decided to conform to what other people really right. liked and what was going to get them back in the public eye rather than cater to the hard rocking essence of rock and roll soul and keep your old audience and try to create what you're doing there and bring in the youth to that vibe or go mainstream. They chose to go mainstream. So to me, boom. And the way that they changed their look, uh, MTV changed the way they look. They got shiny. They got kind of uh, pretty in, you know, to a certain degree, uh, very uh, gimmicky. Uh, good for the camera, uh, almost like uh, walking down a red carpet every night, looking shiny as the cameras flash. Glam, bam, all the way. Nowadays, I give them props for one thing, bringing back the original drummer. I don't know how they did it, but they did it. So hats off to them. Musically, to me, it's structured. You know, it's balanced. It's, it's only one way. So I don't, really listen to them to me they're a vegas act now but props to them for sticking around props to them for sticking straight up with your homie your drummer but other than that musically not my type of band not my cup of tea you are listening to toscano and chang right here at back to the 80s and we are going to play a song from the truly Def leopard but none of this pretty stuff Let's go all the way back to their second album with the self-titled track, High and Dry.
What I try to tell you, this country, you gotta make the money first. Then when you get the money, you get the power. Then when you get the power, then you get the woman. If you can't wear a spandex jumpsuit, what can you do? This is... Back, back to the 80s. Welcome back to Back to the 80s Radio, Toscano and Chang, and we have just finished up our game. I thought I was going to have to verbally and intellectually destroy you musically on the true essence and the definition of rock. But my brother, whoa, just because you have hair like Tom Selleck, uh, you, you wear a hat like, oh, Tiger Woods. I'm afraid when you put your Colt 45 of gold on the desk, but you amazed me with your choices of music. I must say, I applaud you. Everyone join me in an applause. That's right. That's right. Well, we still have a lot left right. to talk about. And unfortunately, we don't have enough time to do it on one show. So tune in next week as we will finish our pop rock genre on Back to the 80s radio. We have a lot more to go through. So you don't want to miss that. In the meantime, Chang, it's been a pleasure. We invite you to listen to us next week as we continue on the journey of pop rock here of the 80s. Have a great week, be safe, and be contagious with the spirit of the 80s. Chang here before we release you to another Chang-tastic week and weekend. Remember, always stand up for yourself, stand for something bigger than yourself. Go out and be you, don't let nothing get you down. And remember, you matter. So until next Glorious and chang-tastic show. I bid you an arrivederci. Hasta mañana, hasta la vista, hasta luego. Sayonara. And to all my beach cruisers later, bros. So as we take you on another cruise, I'm going to leave you with a tune that I'm sure you are going to be mystified by. This is the legendary band, In Excess with mystify to all my homies and everybody who across this land what a all veils and misty streets are blue almond looks that chill divine a sort of silken moment goes on forever and we're Bye.